I'm Andrew Murata, host of the Education Leadership and Beyond podcast, a part of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you are listening to now. Shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other interesting education podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com. Welcome to Transparency in Teaching, the podcast where real teachers share their insights, experiences, and solutions to the challenges they face in the classroom. Whether you're a seasoned educator seeking new approaches, a student considering a career in teaching, or a concerned citizen eager to support our teachers and improve our education system, this podcast is for you. Get ready for another info-packed episode, Empowering Advocates for Change. Now, here are your hosts, Anne, Jen, and Sharon. to find out everything that's going on in today's classrooms that you don't know about, but probably should. So here uh, with you today is me and Jen. Yep. Jen's here. I'm too. here. She didn't say Anne. Jen. Jen's here and Jen is getting pumped up on coffee. She don't drink coffee, folks. So hope you can understand what I say because I might talk a little fast today. <laughs> <laughs> They're probably happy. It's like, oh, good. The episode will go by faster than normal. Yeah. Too bad. Oh my gosh. Today's topic, Jen, I don't know. Can you, can you smell something burning? Oh yeah. It's my, it's my teacher boing. It's my boing. Yeah. I think a lot of teachers are burning their brains right now. And, Mm -hmm. and um, I think it's a appropriate time right now to talk about teacher burnout being that most teachers are uh, on or close to vacation time. Yes. And I'm sure they're chomping at the bit to get to that day when they don't have to wake up and worry about all the stuff teachers have to do every day so that's what we're going to focus on today but they'll still they'll still wake up though because um you know you can never get all of that quite flushed out of your brain unless it's summer vacation brains are going a million miles an hour at all times so sleeping in good luck teachers (laughs) ain't gonna happen (laughs) (laughs) so that's what we're going to focus on today in today's episode is teacher burnout what it is the reasons for it and what you should do in order to fix it because it's a big problem so we'll get into all of that right after this so teacher burnout teacher burnout I know quite a few teachers who are currently in the process of experiencing burnout to a maximum level. Maximum. Yeah. I know a teacher just from my school that had to, is taking a year off because they are so burnt out. They just, they couldn't do it. They needed a break. Yeah. So there's a, an article in in ed week I read, and I want to know if this sounds familiar to you. I'm just going to read this paragraph from the article, it said, the middle school math teacher worried she was burned out. Her district had instituted an intense new math curriculum standards without providing resources to cover those lessons. She was constantly sick from the mold in her classroom, but when she reported it to administrators, they only painted over the mold. 
Rather than run serious student disciplinary issues up the chain, her principal sent students back to class as if nothing had happened. And then the teacher um, said that she was also beleaguered by parents who made ridiculous requests, such as, my children like it when their teachers attend their sports events. Your attendance at all the attached games would be appreciated. And did you get the homework out of Brentley's locker? <laughs> and this this was an interesting article, right? Because the person that wrote this article, we were talking about this, actually followed this teacher around for an entire year, right? right. Uh-huh. And and yeah. she actually came up with the with the idea that it's not that teachers are burned out because of um, all the work that they're doing, but they're actually being set up to fail by the entire system. So yeah. we'll find out if you tend to agree with that. I kind of do. I kind of mm-hmm. do agree with that. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's talk about what teacher burnout is. And there, are, if you want a formal definition, you can look at the World Health Organization's uh, 2019 updated definition of burnout, which they say is, and I quote, burnout is a syndrome conceptualized as resulting from chronic workplace stress that has not been successfully managed. It is characterized by three dimensions. One, feelings of energy depletion or exhaustion. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> Increased mental distance from the job or feelings of negativ- negativism or cynicism related to one's job. Ding, ding, ding. And uh, reduced professional efficacy. Or you can go to Psychology Today, and they define burnout as a state of chronic stress that leads to physical and emotional exhaustion, cynicism, detachment, and feelings of ineffectiveness and lack of accomplishments. Where do you fit in that? You're still in the classroom, Jen. Do you have any of those? Uh, um, yes, uh, I will take all of the above for 500. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for a 500% raise? Yes, 500% of all of it. Yes. Definitely the energy depletion or exhaustion, like for some reason this year, like at first I thought like, man, do I have like, I don't know, did I get COVID and it just, the tiredness part never went away? No, that's not it. I don't know. I don't know. It doesn't matter what I do. Like I said, I'm drinking coffee today. I don't drink coffee, but I'm just (laughs) so tired all the time. Like I come home. And I don't want to do anything. I don't want to work out. I don't, some days like cooking is one of my jams, right? I love to cook, man. This year I've cooked the least amount that I've ever cooked. Cause I'm just so freaking tired when I get home. Like, I don't even want to do that. You I know what you. I mean? Yes. It's I just, do know what you mean. And I'm so tired. And on top of that, I'm not sleeping well because I never can hardly turn my brain off. You know, when I go to bed, cause I lay down, I, I start lesson planning or I'm thinking of my day the next day or dreading my day the next day, just depending on what's going on, you know, and that, you know, that's not helpful either. Not getting a good night's sleep because you're constantly thinking about that exactly. crap. But, and then you feel like you didn't sleep like, at all. Yeah. Like cycle a domino effect. Yeah. Yeah. And I think for me, um, what I tend to experience, maybe even maybe I have post-traumatic teaching stress or something. Um, <laughs> is cynicism, right? Where mm-hmm. yeah. you just get really like, oh, this doesn't matter. What am I doing that nobody yeah. cares? If they don't care, why should I? Yeah. yeah. I, oh, nothing I do is going to make any difference. Mm-hmm. And you keep telling yourself those things. And then eventually, you know, you basically just buy into it or you bitch about it in the teacher's lounge. You know, they talk about uh, burnout actually being contagious. 
Yeah, hundred percent. So that that uh, there is some some effect of being on the team of you know this team cynicism, right? When you tend to go into the teachers' lounge and you you bitch about your day, and then somebody goes, yeah, and they bitch about their day, and yeah. I know that's part of the reason a lot of teachers, at least at our school, stopped even going into the teachers' room into for the lunch. lounge. Yeah, because of that, because of the negativity that's going in there, and I think that can be especially influential on new teachers who are hearing, you know, veterans who've been at it for years, bitching and moaning yes. how awful the job is. Yeah. And then they just yeah. are getting started. So that was actually one of my uh, panels of advice to um, one of our new teachers, my, my student teacher um, that got hired on, I said, you know, and I, and I hated to do it, but I, I, I pointed some people out and I was like, stay away from this person, stay away uh -huh. from this person. You know what I mean? Cause this right. person will just talk shit and bring your ass down. So, you know, so I, I hated doing it, but it was for, you know, his, his own good. I was like, Oh, you know, right. I, uh, eyes and buys don't get into conversations with these ones. Eyes and buys. Yeah. Yeah. Hi. Bye. <laughs> Gotta go. Yeah. Exactly. Mm -hmm. It's true, yeah. though. You do have to watch yeah. out for that, um, especially new teachers. They are, I think, hugely susceptible to burnout. Yeah. They're like children. They're sponges. Yeah. Well, they go into the job, I don't think, really adequately prepared for what it all entails to begin Never. with. And then Never. Um, I'm working with student teachers and interns right now, and just the amount of extra work on top of their teaching assignments that they have to That do is ridiculous. Stupid. I don't know how a... Uh, a new teacher like does it like hats off to them like all of the oh my gosh the stuff that they have to do for their their own schoolwork right. on top of just trying to survive their first or second year right you know and all the meetings and stuff like that is insane that's ridiculous that's burnout right there just for you know a, a new teacher to have to do all of that. I was talking to a teacher the other day at work. Actually, I was laughing at a teacher the other day at work. Um, and he was telling me, he's like, oh my God. He goes, you know what I have to do? I have to like record myself teaching. A, did you have to do that? And I said, no, buddy, I'm old school. Like I, I, I was doing bits. It's not even called that anymore. Um, and he's like, what the, when the heck and how the heck and boy, he was just going off, but it was kind of funny. Cause he was, you know, Making a big deal about it. It's a big deal. But I was like, I'll help you. Do you need me to come into your class and, you know, record you? What are you? Oh, my God. Like, <laughs> I was like, it's awful. Oh, it, it is like, awful. How am I supposed to do that? I'm like, I don't even know. So, I mean, but, and it's worse. It's worse for student teachers. Uh, so all all teachers, student teachers or interns. And if you don't know the difference, a student teacher works in a classroom under the direction of a what they call a cooperating teacher. Um, the teacher, the main teacher in the classroom. So they work under mm -hmm. their guidance where an intern is basically, here's your class, go for it. Yeah. yeah. They are getting a salary. So that's different. So student teachers are not getting paid nothing to do with their not doing. a dime. Mm -mm. Well, Which interns are getting paid. Yeah. They are getting paid, but they're not getting they have no guidance. Exactly. Well, yeah, they're supposed to have a mentor at their school who the school is supposed to um, choose and then put that mentor's name to the um, school that they're uh, working out of um, to the university. And that mentor is supposed to check in with them um, for at least an hour a day. So they're supposed to have 72 hours of mentorship from that person. And I'm telling you Just right now- Just check in or like in the classroom with them? They should be there to check in with them, watch them teach, give them yeah. advice, being a, basically a support system for them. Mm. But I know for a fact 
that's not happening. Yeah. At least not to the degree that it should be. So uh, yes, you're right. These, these new teachers, um, student teachers, for example, have to do their full-time teaching. They're in school all day from bell to bell. And then they have a night class at least once a week. And then they have um, all these other documentation they have to do. And the interns and somehow pay well. their bills, right? And somehow right. pay their bills. And somehow pay. They don't. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's correct. That's no. what you're never going to get. It's not. It's not. It's not possible. It's not realistic. Unless you, you know, are living at home with mommy and daddy who has money to support your asshole. You know what I mean? Like, right. I mean, you're starting ridiculous. out. Starting out stressful. And I have to say, kudos to the teachers that I've worked with, the interns and student teachers I've worked with over the last couple of years, they are give me hope for the future, you know, and yeah. I just don't want them to come into a classroom their first year. Cause you're right. The new teachers have um, induction for two years in California. Insane. They, and it, and it's, it's not the kind of support they need. It's more paperwork. Yeah. It shouldn't be, it should be yeah. just, you have a mentor that comes in, sits in your class and supports you as you need. And schools, uh, the administration, the schools who hire these new teachers, I think it's their responsibility to actually find other teachers who are willing to help mentor these new teachers and be there mm-hmm. for them um, mm-hmm. to answer questions and not, don't go and get the cynical ones. Go find, you know, Pollyanna yeah. somewhere to, <laughs> to help them out. You know? So I'm sitting here looking at this. There's actually a test that you can. <laughs> it was developed um, by a Flemish group of people in the Netherlands um, where they tested thousands of teachers against this tool. And so they've standardized it and normalized it. And you can actually go online. I'll put the links to it. Um, yes. Take the test. You can read the manual um, and to know how to like score yourself on it. But basically, just to give you an idea, it's called the um, uh, the BAT, the Burnout Assessment <laughs> for Teachers of uh, Test, and um, it, it measures you on your core symptoms. So the symptom of exhaustion, the symptoms of mental distance, cognitive impairment, emotional impairment, and then there's two secondary symptoms it also measures, which are psychological complaints and psychosomatic complaints. So just to give you an idea of some of the questions they ask, it says on a, on a scale of one, never to five, always at work, I feel mentally exhausted. Five. (laughs) (laughs) Everything I do at work requires a great deal of effort. Uh, On that, I'm probably about a four. Okay. So then let's go to your cognitive impairment. At work, I struggle to think clearly. Oh yeah. That's an eight. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm forgetful and distracted at work. Oh, yes. Eight. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So here's some psychological complaint symptoms. I have trouble falling or staying asleep. Yeah, I can't. 100%. Five. I tend to worry. Um, I should probably worry more than I do, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Zero. <laughs> uh, two. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here's some psychosomatic complaints. Uh, I suffer. I suffer from palpitations or chest pain. I have. You know what's crazy? I've actually been to the doctor for this because I felt. I felt like uh, my my heart was gonna like jump out of my chest. That's happened to me like kind of a lot 
actually okay. they, to the point where my doctor um wanted me to wear a heart monitor for a while it got shut down like they didn't go through with it thanks kaiser uh if i have a heart attack i'm coming after y'all but um <laughs> yeah my doctor actually wanted me to wear a heart monitor because i was like i'm having these things it's like where my i feel like my heart skips a beat and then it sucks the air out of my chest and the, like i have a hard time like breathing like i've experienced that oh gosh is that what this is all about i think i just solved my problem <laughs> and then then um I think some people get this too. I suffer from headaches or I often oh, get sick. I, I'm I'm the migraine queen. I get migraines like crazy, like that I'm on, um, uh, I have prescribed medication for it because my migraines are so bad. Yeah. Oh God. Yikes. It's all coming together now. I need a new <laughs> job. I need a new job. Oh, if I want to sleep, but don't want to have migraine and I want my heart to be healthy, I need a new job. Shit. <laughs> oh, I know. So, well, anyway, those are a few questions that this uh, this ask, asks, and uh, I don't know. Maybe if you're listening to this and now you're feeling triggered, I don't know. Cause... I know. I think I feel a migraine coming on right now. Oh no, no, no! Kidding. Oh my gosh. Well, so what are they saying causes burnout? I mean, uh, experts. So yeah, this is something people are studying and. They have identified several causes for teacher burnout, like um, adequate, inadequate workplace, I can't speak, inadequate workplace support <laughs> and resources, mm -hmm. um, an unmanageable workload, testing, yeah. right? Pressure to make sure your kids test well. Uh, time pressure. I used to feel that all the time, especially. Oh, that's a big one for me. That's a big one for me because we, we lose so much time like we're expected to get through this the certain amount of curriculum and yet we're so many days and so much time are being pulled from us that's a huge one and and I could I could tell you right now like 90% of the teachers that I just work with this is a conversation I've had with a lot of them they're like how the heck am I supposed to or you know I got uh, a big one was last year you know man this year i got through the least amount of curriculum that i've ever gotten through i only got to this chapter or this unit that i heard that from so many teachers i was so far behind yeah i know there's so totally. many interruptions days taken away mm -hmm. um and then you're still expected to cover everything yeah i think another big one and this is when another one that experts have identified um and that is unsupported uh disruptive student needs Ugh. without the resources to meet them. So, you know, it's the, the kids who are, and it's honestly, um, in all the years that I was teaching, the last few years were the worst. I think COVID didn't help at all. Yeah, A big burnout came when asking teachers to remote teach and, you know, hybrid teach. So they were teaching mm -hmm. kids remotely and online uh, and in the classroom at the same time. Um, yeah. And so I think the last few years is the worst with student behavior because of all. Oh of, yeah, for sure. You know, and that um, it seems like at least in our school, when I was there, I don't know how it is now with the new administration, but when I was there, it seemed like it was a lot of nothing getting done. If you sent a disruptive student out, they were right back in your classroom, disrupting yeah. it again with a kind of like, yeah, such a slap in the face. Yeah. Yes. I think that, yes. that definitely would make you feel like you don't matter as a teacher mm -hmm. when, you, when you get that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So, um, and then we talked a little bit about, um, burnout contagion, right? So mm -hmm. teachers who maybe 
aren't feeling that way hang around with a lot of teachers who are feeling that way and then all of a sudden they're like oh yeah wait huh i feel that oh yeah that's happening in my room yeah you know yeah and so it's it's so it's so it's so contagious like there's certain teachers that i know yeah to have a conversation with about something completely not work related because once that teacher starts going and you know you're you you know, just like any normal conversation, you don't want to be rude. Okay, gotta go. Like I'm out of here. You know, you're now you're you're talking about crap that's bringing me down, but it's true. Like I've had, you know, conversations with teachers, and I walk away going, "Gosh, you know what I mean." And and it, I and I'm snapped into, you know, this this funk. head funk of yeah, yeah, fuck this job. You know what I mean? It's like right. and, okay, now now I've got to consciously get myself out of it, and I got to go back into my room, and you know, I got to be a good teacher. You know, it's, it's hard. It's, it it's tough. Hard. But at the same time, I always felt like people, you need a place to vent because you can't, it just, is, it's therapeutic keep too. it in there. Yeah. Even. But I think, I think there's ways to vent and there's ways to just like bring shit down. I mean, let's vent and this is what's happening. And does anybody have any suggestions on what I can do about this problem? That I think that's a therapeutic, that's a good vent. But it, when it's like, fuck this school, you know, fuck my principal, this, this, this sucks, this, this, you know what I mean? It's just, it's not like a, it's not like a therapeutic kind of talk. It's, it's like, everything's bad. Yeah. Yeah, It's word vomit. And I think a lot of people, like you said, Jen, I think you're right that when it's like, I'm having this problem, this is really hard. Give me some help. It's different than um, this sucks. And then they don't want to hear suggestions for how to make it better. That's, yeah, that's or or th- that person that you give suggestions to, well, that'll never work. You know, right. that just exactly. automatically shoot it down. Just exactly. shoot it down. Exactly. Yeah. Those are the people you got to stay away yeah. from. You know, and and hopefully, the sad thing is, is those are the people who need the most support. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So that yeah. would be things like how do you how do you help a coworker who is that down the path of you know I can't do this anymore because. We are, we are losing so many teachers a year that they can't, they can't even fill all the teaching profession, you know, mm-hmm. positions that are open right now. Um, between February 20th and May 2022, it was estimated that over 300,000 public school teachers and other staff quit because of, yeah. our, I mean, that's just, in two, yeah. you know, over two years, that's right after COVID too. About 20% of those teaching positions are still left unfulfilled unfilled yeah i don't know you gotta you gotta give teachers more support and you can't just you the teacher that's that at that gone level i think somehow somebody i don't know if it's the wellness center or whatever you have at your school (laughs) that needs to like reach out to those people and save them because we can't keep losing teachers to this because no one is coming into this profession i'm telling you like like i'm if i could just look into a crystal ball into the future like i really want to see what what is this all going to look like in a couple years because there's hardly any teachers you know climbing up the ladder right now you know to get into those classrooms so it's and then and then you know what's going to happen they're just going to hire freaking anybody that's what's happening what do you mean going to happen it is happening yeah yeah it is starting to happen for sure but like can you imagine in a couple years 57 percent of schools admitted to having to give teachers more work due to the fact that many positions go unfilled Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so there's 
a whole bunch of, of problems there, not to mention some other problems too. Um, one of the big ones was managing student behavior and supporting their academic learning. Um, these were big stresses for teachers. Black teachers in particular were significantly more likely to intend to leave than their peers. And teachers who intended to leave were most likely to set uh, to stress to cite the stresses of disappointments of the job, you know, it's not worth it. Their salary or the number of working yeah. hours as top reasons. Um, teachers reported poor well-being, and they were more likely than um, almost any other job nationally. Teachers uh, rank highest in burnout. Yeah, you know, it's and it's bad. And some of them report like money, like it's not worth the money to, to become a, a, a teacher or even well, to support staff. Yeah. We've got, we've got a couple of teachers that have, that have quit because, you know, they, they had an illness, you know, they, they had cancer and then, you know, they went through, you know, their chemo and this and that, and thank God, you know, they, they beat it and got better. But now it's like, I can't be a teacher anymore because the stress level is so high. It is detrimental to my health. You and know what I mean? We've had teachers quit because of that. Of course. And then yeah. um, it's not just teachers, though. You've got paraprofessionals, right? They're, oh, yeah. They're having a yeah. huge, huge trouble finding, you know, paraprofessionals that are a vital point, a vital part of classrooms, um, especially with kids that have special needs or helping out in, you know, places where the kids are doing um, intervention classes and things like that. We mm -hmm. they need these people. But when a school district is only going to when a school district is going to pay a paraprofessional seventeen dollars an hour, like why the hell would you do it? Especially when you like, can get a job for twenty two bucks an hour at Kentucky Fried Chicken or something like that, right? You know what oh, does that God. say respect wise about the what your job is? My paraprofessional that I have is, and I only have her for one class, and but she's everything. She is everything to me, and and thank God, like you know her home life, you know, they've got money. She's, she doesn't do it for the money. She does it for, you know, because, you know, she likes it. I, well, I, I think she likes it. But yeah, she's good at it. You know, she's, oh man, she's, she's everything to me. I would cry if I did not have her, but yeah, what she makes, I, I, I'm like, why poverty. for the poverty it's below the poverty level it's it's insane what these people put up with every single day you know mm -hmm. and and the money that they make like i i just it it is it, it's it's sad it's sick it's you know sad. what i mean i, I know yeah it just, unfortunately in this world nowadays the amount of money you make tends to be connected to the amount of respect you get um, and so when teaching and doesn't have a lot of respect because people are like, why would you do that? There's no money in it and all the junk you put up with it and the hours you work, most teachers make between, if you broke it down between 20 and 50 bucks an hour, right? That's for a person that has an advanced degree. You know, this is talking about people who have, uh, masters and PhDs that are, are working in these jobs. Um, that would pay way more if they were in any other, uh, any other field, you get what you pay for. Let's put it that way. You know, if you're not willing to put the money into the profession in order to attract the best of the best, then, you know, that's what you you're left with. And I, I, I don't mean to put down and say that teachers that are working now 
aren't doing the best that they can. But we're talking about the future and the fact that it's getting hard to convince people to come into the profession. And the fact that they're, you know, they're combing pretty much pulling people off the street, you know, I think another, another thing that's happening now that wasn't happening so much when I was um, coming up through the ranks was all of the political pressure from the outside sources. Now parents coming in and saying that, oh, you can't do this. You can't teach that board meetings where the, the board is making decisions about curriculum and uh, punishing teachers for having um, discussions about certain types of topics. So I think that's another problem. Some other teachers said, not just the political things, but a lot of teachers are often feared for their physical safety now mm, Yeah, uh, with the school shootings and things like that. And, and not just school shootings. I mean, you do hear about kids. I just heard about a kid um, in, um, was it San Bernardino? Uh, a student saw a couple other students throw something away in the trash can in the bathroom, went in there to inspect it and found a loaded gun and reported it as he should have. And they're, you know, praising it. So, yeah, I mean, there, I know other teachers who have had uh, physical violence against them. Mm -hmm. I know a lot of them, actually, a lot of them just from my school. It's a rare, it's a, it's a valid fear. It is. Yeah. More than school shootings. It's the kids themselves that are somewhat dangerous to a lot of, uh, a lot of teachers. now, you know, kids that just come up and just smack teachers in the face right? That there's no respect for the, for the teacher or the profession, I think. And that's another reason people are feeling burnt out. If you had to go to school every day and worry about what you said, worried about if you're going to get beat up by a student, yep. you know, um, that's worry about coming into the parking lot and your car's keyed or something. Yeah. Those are all things that teachers go through on a daily basis, right? For a lot of, for a lot of teachers, it's, it certainly is. What do you think about um, salary? Like, is that a, do you think that's a reason teachers get stressed out? Um, a hundred percent, but I think it's more of, at least in my experience, I think it's, that's more of the new teachers because, you know, the longer you're a teacher, the more you make, I mean, I'm not complaining about what I make as a teacher. I mean, it, yeah, it's, it's, it suffice. Right. But like the newer teachers, yeah. Like teachers make good money eventually, but not for many, many years. Right. right. And, and especially if you don't have a, a master's degree, no, it's not just a master's degree. It's a master's degree plus 60 more units beyond that compensation for educators has basically flatlined in the past mm -hmm. two decades. Um, when you adjust it for, um, inflation and that's according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics. And it basically is also way below other career paths that require similar levels of education um, and expertise. Again, that has to do with, you know, respect that goes with it. About 45% of teachers said they did not feel re respected or seen as professionals by the general public, right? And some of the teachers said that to combat burnout, they felt better after raising salaries and hiring more teachers. But they also said that districts that provided more mental health and behavioral support for students help because the students are the ones that actually really, really need it. That's huge. Let's switch gears here and let's talk about how to combat teacher burnout. So I was Googling articles like what ways to fight against burnout. And there's all these articles like eight ways to combat 
uh, teacher burnout or 15 proven ways. Basically, they were like, stay healthy. That's one of them. Okay, I have a problem with that one. I have a huge problem with that one. So what about that teacher that we started the show off with talking about she had mold in her classroom? How How is she expected to stay healthy when problems aren't being fixed, right? Like our school is so freaking old. We're, we're coming up on 100 years for my school. And it has original paint. You know that shit's full of lead. Like our classrooms are just so old and we, there's constantly like smells and it's just I, I know for a fact that there's no way that <laughs> we are staying healthy with the conditions that we are working in there's no freaking way well I mean not only that it's like if you're supposed to exercise if you're so burnt out and tired how are you going to do that you mm -hmm. know um yeah. How do you how do you eat right when you've got 30 minutes for lunch maybe, yeah. and you have to do detention at lunch or whatever, or or you have to stay late for whatever meeting or you know what I mean? It's just right. You get to go to the bathroom one time a day. Yes. Like, no, we, no, this is the truth. We have a teacher that has chronic bladder infections because she never that's can common, get to the though. bathroom. That's a common yeah, teacher problem. Common. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's, it's a common teacher problem. So I thought that yeah. was funny stay healthy. Well, yeah, no shit. Right. Yeah. <laughs> In a good. perfect world. And yeah. Then I would be, you, you hear a lot of people say things like, well, you just got to give yourself more time to relax. Yeah. Me time. You need me time again. When? Yeah. Especially if you're one of those, you know, people that come home to such a busy life with your own kids and your own shit going on. You know what I mean? Like that's hard. There's plenty of teachers who are going through other things family issues at home. They may have somebody mm -hmm. sick at home or they may yep. be going through a, you know, relationship changes and things like that. When I think about me time, I think what that should mean is that, um, you stop taking stuff home from work. Oh yeah. I stopped doing that years ago. I, I never did. And, um, I don't know. I'm a weirdo. I swear to God, if an administrator can make a rule like at four 30 or three 30 or whatever, you are out. Cut and you off. don't take anything home and you do not lesson plan at home. But then yeah. if you're going to do that, then they have to make time for the teachers to have that at school and stop taking their planning time away from them from meetings or whatever day you do your PLC with your, with your groups. Do not let the administrators come in there and, and commandeer your time. Take it over. Yeah. So, yeah. So I think me time is that is, is saying that I, putting your foot down and saying that my family deserves my time. Yeah. Well, and, and that's how it should be. Your job is not your life, right? Like it shouldn't be, it shouldn't be. Yeah. And if it is people out there change that shit, like your family is more important than your career. It just is. I remember the first year I taught, I was like that. I came to school before they opened the gates. I would wait for the custodian to get there. And I, was always, <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was always the last one to leave. I was the last person to leave the campus almost all the time. In fact, my mother used to um, bring beer to the custodian so that they'd watch me at, over at me at night. Cause I seriously, oh my gosh, I, I didn't have kids then either though, but I, I seriously would not leave school sometimes till nine or 10 at night. And then what the heck? Yeah. That's what I did. And then I would come home and work. And because oh, back, back in God. those days, wait a minute, back in those days, how did you stay a teacher for so long? I'd have been, I don't know. I, I need the money. Out. I yeah. My husband had a spending problem. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but I, 
you know, back in those days, you had to, there was no copy machines. <laughs> there was nothing, you know, back when you had to walk five miles in the snow, one way to school. Anyway, uh, I, I used to have to make all my worksheets by hand on a carbon. On a carbon girl. <laughs> You're talking like dinosaur shit now. <laughs> hey, dang. Oh my yeah. gosh. So that's Did what, you look through microfiche? Yes. <laughs> and then you had to go, then I had to get to school early enough so that I could use crank. I had to crank, hand crank my dittos. Did you churn your own butter too? What the heck? Yeah, oh if you put the butter inside the inside the inside the ditto machine. Jeez. <laughs> oh, yeah. So Mickey me time? Uh that's, that's a lovely thought, but I think yeah. for a lot of teachers, that's an unreasonable ask as far as curing your burnout. Yeah. And then, um, another, another one said, smile, smile, smile and laugh physically changes your body chemistry. Right. Right. I, um, the association for psychological science asserts that smiling not only improves your mood, but others as well. Well, that's great, but <laughs> I think when you start smiling too much, people are going to think you're crazy. Yeah. <laughs> like that movie smile. Uh, creepy. I, I like for smile. Like I'm sometimes. Okay. So you, you know that I have a problem when I get the giggles, like I'm just, I'm done. Like I am a, just, I can't, I can't function because everything makes me <laughs> laugh. And when I get the giggles at school or when I get the giggles in class with the kids, it's like it well it's it's so I'm so extra it's so like I can't stop laughing I think because like I'm so stressed out all day and then when that crack happens right and I start <laughs> laughing I can't control it and I can't you know what I mean I did the other day I was like I'm done uh, there is no teaching happening during this period because I couldn't get my shit together I could not get it together I was laughing so hard some of that some of that is like you just get so like you're just laughing at your situation. Like it's so ridiculous. Well, it was something one of the kids said, and I just, I lost it. I just started and the kids were like, it's not even that funny, but because I couldn't <laughs> stop laughing, then they were laughing. They were so we just laughed all period pretty much. But like, normally I don't think I would have laughed that hard at what this kid said, but I think because there's so much stress and everything throughout the day that to find something funny or good like that. I, I take it too far. Sometimes like I just could not, I couldn't reel it back in. I couldn't get it back. I was like, Oh God, I'm a goner. I'm a total goner. I think if you can like step back for a moment when you're feeling like the worst and just go, this is so stupid. This particular day that everything shitty is happening. Isn't going to matter. Yeah. You know, it's, it's going to be gone. So just take a breath, brush it off and go, what that, whatever. And, and move on to something else or, or change. I mean, nobody says you have to follow through with your lesson plan. If you're feeling totally stressed out, I don't know, put a movie on if you have to, you know, or change gears or have them color a picture. I don't know, but I think you could just sometimes I think smile by itself is to me, it's more like just kind of look at your situation and go, <laughs> whatever. And then just let it go. Cause it's, you know, at that point, you're not going to change it. Yeah. I have, I have a, a slideshow of probably like 30 something slides and each slide is just a real quick, anywhere from 30 seconds to like a minute and a half, a funny YouTube video, just stupid stuff. Most of them are like little kids doing dumb, funny shit. And there's times where I'll just stop my lesson, especially if we're taking notes and we're really like hammering, you know, and I'll just stop 
and I'd be like, all right, we need a brain break. I need a brain break. I don't know about you guys, but I need a brain break. And I'll just put one of these quick, funny videos on and we'll have a quick laugh and keep going. It's almost like for me, it it's almost like a, like a refresher. Like, okay, okay. I got my energy back. I got my flow. Let's go. You know what I mean? Like I find myself doing that a lot more lately, <laughs> <laughs> but I need that sometimes that little just, okay, let's stop. Let's regenerate. Let's have a good laugh. How would you like to um, give me the link to that? When we can share your, your link and they can make a copy All my of just stupid, funny, quick laughs. Or sometimes they're just like stories. Like I, I told the kids a story the other day of something crazy thing that kids love stories and my kids are older and they love stories. So, you know, if you've got any kind of story, you know, related to what you're teaching or even not just stop for a minute and, and tell a story. Um, we talked about this a little bit before um, when you're feeling burnt out to talk to colleagues, I think it depends on who you talk to. Don't go, don't go talking to the colleague. That's also going to burn out. <laughs> and you know, you know what I find helpful too sometimes is, Talk to talk to colleagues that you don't necessarily work with, right? I've got a lot of friends that are teachers that don't work at my school in my district. And I find it helpful to talk to them sometimes about, you know, things going on at school or whatever. You know, again, as long as it's, you know, a you know, a positive, constructive type of conversation, not like, ah, yeah, my kids suck, you know, devil spawns. Yeah. Misery loves company, right? So you know, once it gets going and then they're like, yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah. What about this? And then you start playing the what about game and it just gets worse and worse and worse and worse. Another one I think is, and I've seen, I know a few of my teacher friends have this problem. They feel like hopeless. Um, like there's nothing I can do. This is awful. Mm. And I think a lot of it has to do sometimes when you start caring so much for your students and all their trauma that they bring to class. And there are certain teachers who kids glom onto because yes. there is like very motherly or yeah. very caring. They, they always have their room open. They're listening to all of their troubles. And somehow as teachers, you know, while we are supposed to be advocates and mandated reporters and all of that business, we, we can't fix their problems. No. We, no. we can't, and you have to understand that as a teacher, that it is not up to you to solve every trauma, every emotional issue, every problem that a student. Well, comes you can get with. yourself in a lot of trouble doing that too. So it's like, you know what I'm saying? Like that, that motherly or that fatherly teacher. Yes. Come in, tell me all your problems. Now you're opening up a can of worms. Okay. Do I have to, you know, I'm a mandated reporter. Do I need to report these things? You know, and, and then a lot of what you've got to really be careful for is when you invite that kind of, you know, relationship in, kids twist things, right? Oh, yeah, I was talking to my teacher about this, and this was their advice, or they said this, and it could be something completely construed. Kids that's hear what they want to hear. Point, that is that is very, that's dangerous. You got to be very, there's a fine line, you know, when you're you know, letting kids in and you're discussing their problem. That's what the counselors are for. Right. That's what you, you have know, to do. Like be very careful. That's, that's not your hat. That's a fine line to tread. Yeah. It's not. Yeah. And that's, and, a, that's an excellent, excellent point to, to be aware of. It's yes, we are, we care about our students. We love our students. We want them to be happy, 
but as a, as a human, you can't take all that burden on as yours yeah. either. So let yeah. that shit go, give it to the counselors or train for that. That's why they're mm-hmm. there. They know how to deal with it. Um, you don't, you, like Jen said, you don't want to have to go get some union representative. to oh, you. <laughs> I've seen it happen so many times could have all been avoided. Yes. Don't, don't take on your kids problems as your own, be supportive, point them in the right direction to find help. Um, you know, if, if necessary, okay. talk with their parents and tell them that, you know, what's going on. If it's, I, I, I was just passing off on the counselors here. <laughs> so yeah. Susie's having problems here. Call her in. <laughs> yeah. They're trained for that. They know how to deal with that kind of stuff. I I'm here to help support and teach. I'm not here to give you life advice. Stay in your lane. Teachers stay in your lane. Cause that'll just bring you problems. Yes. Bite you in the butt later. Yes. And, mm-hmm. and it brings you down too. It you know, does. It's you depressing. Know, and I know I, I have particular teacher friends. I know that, do, that are like that and they are in all the kids business and it just weighs mm-hmm. on them. And yes, it does. Uh, cool. Another piece of advice they had is to leave schoolwork at school. And we talked about this a little bit before. Um, I couldn't do it very well. Um, you know, what's really interesting in all the years I taught, I started teaching in 1986 was my first year and I retired a couple of years ago. Oh, that sounds so weird already. Um, two years ago. <laughs> oh my Lord. Time yeah. Flies. Two years. Um, yeah. yeah, strange, but I don't remember ever having that burnout feeling in all that time. I mean, there were times I felt like overwhelmed but I never felt like I can't do this job anymore. Oh my God, don't talk about school. Ah, I never felt like that. Yeah. And I'm seeing a lot more people get there now. And so I think maybe boundaries are really important because I, I didn't do that, but I, that wasn't my personality. But I think it would have been better for me perhaps if I had learned how to like shut it down. So what if it doesn't get graded by tomorrow? Mm-hmm. You know, um, I think- you just need to let students know that from after this time, I am no longer a teacher. Now I am, you know, my personal life. So yeah, it might take me longer to get things graded or to do, to, you know, finish lesson plans or whatever. But um, if you can figure out a way to do that, I don't know. Are you very good at that? I I'm actually very good at that. <laughs> Well, what's I your am. advice? Give me some advice. Well, like, so when, when you're a newer teacher, right, you, you don't have all your, your rhythms and routines down. I think that is a, that is a learned behavior at the, the long, the more years you teach, the better you get at yep. like, 100%. okay, this, I'm going to grade this now. Like, this is this, like, like prioritize, you know, what needs to happen. Cause I don't take, I haven't taken anything home for years, but also I'm on my 19th year of teaching. You know what I mean? But some of our newer teachers at school, you know, one particularly comes to mind, you know, is is constantly working on things at home. But I mean, I, I, I get that. I think it would actually make that person a little crazy if they didn't, if they didn't do that. And especially for new teachers, God, they've got so many other things, like we said, going on with all of theirs, added schoolwork and blah, blah, blah. For me, like when I first started teaching, there was, was yeah, none was of that. I didn't no. do it. I got, Mm-mm. I finished, I graduated from college and I had my teacher credential. <laughs> that was it. I, I went through bits up. I didn't have to do that either. Thank God. My, my bits, um, support or mentor, whoever, what do you want to call them? Was like, this is so stupid. And she did most of it for me. <laughs> I had the benefit of having quite a few teachers that were in that 
you know, had my back those first mm -hmm. couple of years, they would literally come and check on me several times a day, ask me how I was doing, give me advice. Yeah. Um, and so I always felt very supported that, that way. And, um, maybe, maybe because I had that when I began that it gave me a better foundation than some of these students maybe thrown to the lions, you know? Yeah. 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 I like, I couldn't imagine starting being a teacher and just having no support, nobody to no colleagues to, you know, collaborate with, like, why would you stay a teacher? It's like a, it's a very lonely road. But yeah. like you said, like me, I started out and I had just, you know, one person in particular, man, she took me under her wing and just helped me with everything, you know? And I think if, if schools have those support systems in place, or, you know, maybe there's a designated teacher that, uh, you just, that, that just kind of is in charge of the new, the new teachers, you got to have something, you got to have some kind of plan in place for those new teachers, because that, that I think would, would lead to teacher burnout a lot faster than maybe it needs, needs to happen. You know what I mean? Than it would normally happen, you know, and I try really hard for that one particular teacher that was my student teacher. And now he works there. I mean, we, we talk almost every day, you know, we'll, we'll talk every Sunday and just, even though, you know, we did all of our planning, you know, on our PLC time and we've got our week ready, just, okay. Are you ready for the week? Do you have any questions? You know, we do a little powwow every, you know, Sunday night evening, um, just about the week in general. And, you know, we text all day long, you know, we, we talk, but, but you know, that he needs that, you know, he needs to be able to on a, you know, on a, on a dime, be able to reach out to somebody if, if there's a question or if he needs help or whatever. That's the and, beauty of you texting. Know. I didn't have that. Yeah, Texting's right? great I know. for that for teachers. What a Yes, support. it is. Another suggestion is to, you know, don't make education your life, which um, I'm kind of guilty of that because teachers are like notorious for always being on the lookout for new ideas to bring in the classroom. And that's terrible because I was that person who is always Googling and looking and researching. And that's how I spent my entire summer. I was like, look, oh my gosh, let's try this. I want to try this. And then <laughs> this is why people hated me. I would, Not me. <laughs> I would send out all kinds. I know I would send all kinds of emails like, check this out. Look at this, look at this. And then after a while, they'd be like, um, could you stop emailing me? I'm on summer vacation. And I'm like, <laughs> looking for new ideas is what got me energized. That kind of gave me new blood, new things to try. But that's my personality you know, um, and, and coming up with things, ways to be innovative and creative. I love that. Um, and, but other people are just, they don't need to like put it aside for a while, you know? And so I think you have to figure out who you are um, yeah. and then stay away from people like me. If <laughs> that's <not> <laughs> <laughs> We've covered a lot of information here about what burnout causes. Uh, and I, I still think, and maybe you can tell you can tell me if you think I'm correct, that student discipline and all of the other types of things that we're supposed to be giving to students, especially with all the socio-emotional learning and all that kind of support we're supposed to be delving out, that's stressful too for teachers. Yeah. Well, well, like imagine a day, just imagine a day, right? You get to work. And you, you, you start your day off, you're going through your lessons and you're, you're teaching and you're not having 
to stop all the time and ask kids to be quiet or deal with discipline problems or whatever. Can you just imagine what that day would look like? What a freaking phenomenal day. You know, or even if you could just take your discipline problems and cut them in half. That I would be, woo, I would be in such a good mood, like not having to stop and, you know, okay, I'm, you know, I need a quiet in three, two, one, or whatever your system is, you know, you're sitting here talking and this kid turns around and starts a conversation with somebody else. It's just, just flat out, just disrespect. And I don't care. You could be the best teacher in the freaking world. You can have the rules. You can have the classroom. It doesn't matter. Like the, the type of child that is coming into our classrooms now is, is a different beast, right? It's a very different beast with, with such a greater lack of respect, no fear of consequences. I mean, I can, I can go down a rabbit hill and hole and we, this could be a whole nother start a whole nother episode right now. But <laughs> if you could have, if your work day looked like a professional work day, what a, what a teaching, you know, what a classroom should look like, I would, my, I would have the best job on the planet. I would freaking love it. If I actually got to teach all day and, you know, have those positive, only positive interactions with the kids, and it would be great. I, I don't think I would have any burnout. I wouldn't have any burnout. Yeah. I wouldn't have, I wouldn't be exhausted. I probably wouldn't be having, I wouldn't be having headaches. I would, you know, I, I would be in a better mood. So when I came home, I'd want to exercise. I'd want to cook. I'd want to, you know, it would be easier to make more me time. I, I would be nicer to my kids, whatever the scenario would be. Like, I think that's huge. That is a huge one. Not having to deal with bullshit all day long, you know, disciplinary type of things. Oh my gosh. It would be amazing. That's what oh. I always said. I always said yeah. teaching, teaching is uh 15% teaching and 85% discipline, you know, serious. It's and ridiculous. The ratio's off. Yeah. It's awful. And that, that really is the key, I think, to changing what's going on in classrooms is figuring mm -hmm. out how to get these kids re-engaged in school. Um, and that would make everybody's job a lot, a lot different. We can't, you can't expect a kid nowadays to come into class, sit down, get out their pencil and paper and look at you you know, with enthusiastic no. eyes waiting for you to impart knowledge upon their brain. That's just don't work like that anymore. Uh -uh. And, and unfortunately, um, what it does require to engage kids now is more work on a teacher's part. But once you can find the recipe for it, your classes are wonderful. Yeah. Um, once you can, once you have a classroom where kids are engaged and creative and, and, and working on something that's meaningful, I think that changes a lot, but it takes work to change your yeah. curriculum to get there. And if you're burnt out already, the thought yeah. going through Good and luck. making, yeah, exactly. So it's almost like a, you know, what do you call it? A cycle. It keeps going. What do you call it? And I never mm -hmm. ending circle. It's just, yeah. it's just, I'm too tired to do it because I'm too tired to do it. The students get bad. And because the students are bad, I'm too tired to do it. So it has mm -hmm. to be, there has to be some major overhaul in how classes and curriculum and stuff is delivered. And it has to come from the top down. It's going to yeah. have to come from some progressive administration. That's like, we're done with this bullshit yeah. uh, way yeah. of doing things and make, and be brave enough to make the changes that are necessary um, to do that. Right. And, and only positive things, right? Because if you have kids that are 
you know, more engaged, less disciplined, you're going to get more shit done, right? Your test scores are going to go up. It's just like, hello. It's, it but, is. Yeah. Getting there. It's hard. It's hard to get there when you've got a whole group of people now who are just like, I can't don't ask me to do one more thing. It's almost like you'd have to shut down school for, oh God, that's close, cover your ears, parents. You'd have to like shut down school <laughs> for a year and revamp it and then start over. Um, and I, I still think the answer would be, you know, starting something brand new with kindergarten and then kindergarten first, then kindergarten first, second, and integrating something, a brand new. Go listen to our mastery podcast, people. Go listen to our mastery podcast. That's a, that's a whole new way of thinking. There is. It's the only way to do it. And um, you're going to have to, it's almost like you're going to have to get people out of the classroom for a period of time to let them get their brains to reset because expecting teachers who are already on this burnout path to try something <laughs> new, to go down a new path without giving them the time away from what they're already doing, like expecting yeah. two things at once, like make changes and yeah. still keep your classroom going so that testing can happen. It's just not, it's not realistic. What advice would you give a teacher who's listening right now? And they're like, I fine. I just heard what everything you say, but I am still burnt out. Like what? what like, cut yourself some slack, cut yourself some slack. Seriously. Like, Step back. Don't do so Step much. Back. You can't, yeah, you can't do it all. You, you can't save them all. You, I mean, this sounds terrible. You can't save them yeah. all. You can't do it all. You know, sm small, uh, small steps, like small, what's that saying? <laughs> See, teacher burnout. I can't think. <laughs> maybe, maybe every now and then take a, you know, if you, if you can, you know, some people don't have days but if you can take a mental health day and just get out of your own head but is it worth the lesson planning it's going to take you know what i mean you have to be able to have some lesson plans that are just super easy to leave yeah now you got to make sub plans yeah because that that always stressed me out hey we're trying to be positive here and <laughs> i'm i'm being the cynical person on the other side that's already down that path going yeah, yeah but what about you know get the what about game well what about what about yeah that's there people who are that far down are going to always have the what about so the my what about is well fine i do all that but i have horrible classroom discipline every day there's students that are just awful they don't listen to me they don't stay in their seats they don't do any homework i'm i i can't do it anymore what do we say to them mm -hmm. chirp chirp uh smoke chirp. weed i don't know <laughs> my suggestion is this if you're super struggling with discipline um and having a super hard time i I'll, and I know this sounds counterintuitive, but I went to my principal or my vice principal and I would tell them my class, my whatever period class or my class is, I, I don't know what to do with them. I'm having the worst time getting them organized. I need some help. Can you come in and observe my class and help me figure out what to do differently? Okay. Now, I'll be cynical now. That's great for maybe uh, you know, a veteran teacher, an older teacher, an experienced teacher, new teachers aren't going to do that. that that's going to scare them. Do that more than they should. I think they no, should do that. I, I think they should, or, or have another teacher, but think about that new teacher. You're just trying to survive. You don't want somebody coming in going, Oh, they, they suck. They're not doing a good job or, you know, whatever. And, 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 and two, I've had some supervisors, some admin in the past. I would never do that with, because like my admin I have now, I would have no no problem doing that because I know they would give me some good advice and I'm not going to feel like 
oh, it's a reflection on me. But I've had admin in the past that I would not do that. There, there are certain admin that I'm like, hell no, I want that person in my class as least as possible. I stay away from that person for this reason, this reason, this reason, or whatever. Right. But, you know. Um, well, then I guess it's, then, then I would guess it's like figure something out with a colleague. That yeah, you, that's, I would go, I would, I would go that route. You, you know, know what I mean? Like, do. And I'm thinking about this on my, just from my perspective as a university supervisor, if I had a teacher that I'd worked with and they now, let's say I'm done, they've got a job or whatever. And they were like, oh my gosh, I'm having such trouble with this class. Would you mind coming in? Go talk to those people. I mean, they, they're yeah. in your corner. They're, they should yeah. be in your corner. They want to see you succeed. So reach out to the, those people that you're, uh, who are your advisors, uh, talk to your mentor teachers or your cooperating yeah. teacher that you had um, and see what, how they would handle it. But I, I think if you're struggling with discipline, that is huge. And that to me is yeah. the most stressful thing of anything. It is. It is. And if you, you need to get a handle on that. Yeah. You need to get a handle on it. But, and two, especially if your admin, the systems and, you know, structures they have put in place if those aren't working that that's really hard because if you're if you're if you're struggling with behavior and you're pretty much doing all you can to do about it, you talk to the parents you've had me whatever your systems are and they get to that admin level and and it's not it's it there's a breakdown at that level uh then what do you do then what do you do or you don't have the support from your admin because we've had that happen too you know what i mean then yeah. what do you do that i think is so freaking frustrating, you know, you've like, ah, like I want to just, just freaking scream. That's what makes teachers leave that right there. If you're an administrator listening to this, if you've got discipline issues going on in your class, in your classrooms and our teachers are, are struggling and you're not doing anything to address that, you're going to lose your teachers. Yes, you are a hundred percent. And teachers, if you're at that point, man, if you're, if you're not tenured, seriously, go somewhere else. Or 100%. if you are tenured, maybe, maybe go to a different school because that is a major, in, at least in my brain, that's a huge freaking problem. If you're miserable where you're at, I mean, life is too short. Seriously. Know? Go, go find either find another school like Jen suggested, or go, you know, find another different job and don't yeah. be, and don't be afraid to go find a different job. Believe me, believe it or not, teachers, your training, the fact that what you do in a classroom, your organizational skills, your um, ability to co um, cooperate and work with others. Tech skills, um, yeah. All, all of that is huge job um, application bonuses for a lot yeah. of businesses out there that are not in teaching. And yeah. um, there are plenty of people who are happy to have a teacher on their uh, um, in their company. So mm -hmm. if, if, if you're not cut out for it, if it's, if it's making you miserable, please do not stay. You're not doing anybody any good, including yourself, yeah. you know, um, you're not helping yourself. You're not helping the kids, not helping the kids because mm -hmm. believe it or not, when you are burnt out, you're affecting your students. There's lots of research that shows that teacher burnout has a huge influence on stress it level does. students. So the kids know if you're, yeah. if you're burnout, they know, and yep. either there are some kids who will be sympathetic and there's others who will eat you alive because of it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's not worth so it. True. Not worth it. So teaching's not for everybody. I, in my opinion, it is, it is the most important job there is on the planet. There is no job that is more important, <laughs> but it is hard and it's not for everybody. 
it is definitely not for everybody. It's okay to wave the white flag and get out. You're, you, I know plenty of teacher friends over the years who've done that. They've yeah, left the profession. They're thrilled. They're happy. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, hey, thank God. Don't stay friends with them because they're going to tell you how great their yeah. life is. <laughs> Just kidding. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, I mean, they're, they're, don't think that you're stuck in, in a bad place. I loved every year I taught, I did. Um, there were struggles, like I said, but it was what I was meant to do. Um, mm. I didn't, I don't know why I felt cranky at times and cynical, but <laughs> I never, I would never call it. I was always excited to teach and to create lessons and to make relationships with kids always. But, um, you know, I, I spent the majority of my career before the pandemic. And I really think that after the pandemic, things have changed a lot. Yeah. And luckily I was yeah. on the backside of that. So for those of you who are still in the trenches, still loving your job, still making it work, you know, kudos to you. Exactly. Kudos to you. Thank God for you. Um, for those of you who are struggling, uh, find help, find a, find a compassionate person who's not burned out. <laughs> Call me, <laughs> write me, send me a comment. I'll help you. I'll, I'll help you figure it out. Um, you know, and I, we'd love to hear your, your experiences. Are you burned out? What have you done to try to mitigate that, that problem? What do you uh, suggest other people do for burnout? Uh, what's worked for you? If you're yeah. a person who is, who is burnout, what are your reasons? Share those with us. I'm sure people would love to have somebody to commiserate with. Um, but that's, Commiserate. I love that word. That's one of my, you know, whatever. <laughs> um, uh, and the other thing too, is I started, um, there's a Facebook group called transparency in teaching that uh, I'd love for you to join. And I set that place. I set that face group, uh, Facebook group, up, especially for this purpose. So that if you were struggling and you wanted advice that you could, post your struggles and other kind, helpful, motivated teachers could offer you some helpful words of advice, places to look, things to do. Um, it's a place where we can have our hands on each other's backs and yeah. it should be a very positive place to go for help and support because there is nobody who's going to support you like another teacher because they know what you're going through. So yeah. go check out my um, totally. our Facebook group, um, Transparency and Teaching. Join it, post your, post your thoughts there, your suggestions. If you came across something that's particularly hand, handy and helpful, we'd love to hear it there. Words of wisdom, anything that can help teachers find their way through this tough job that we do. For those of you who are burned out, please figure out, we can't lose you. We need you in the classroom as much as it's possible. So okay. do, do what you need to do in order to get your head right talk to people. Don't give up if you can help it. There, there are people out there who can help you. We need you. Anyway, Jen. All right. Another, another, another episode in the wraps. So they say, yes. So I hope you found today's episode awesome and inspiring and helpful. And hopefully it didn't trigger you and you turned it off 30 minutes ago. You're like, after this episode, I quit. <laughs> Don't forget to check us out. We have a brand new website. It's called transparencyandteaching.com. It's all revamped and pretty. Um, and so we'd love for you to check it out there. If you want any of the links, um, all of the research that I do for these episodes, 
I post all the links there on our website page in case you want to do some more reading or research on your own um, or make sure that I wasn't lying to you because I really <laughs> to bring you. <laughs> make sure I wasn't lying to you. <laughs> People are today and they lie. People lie. Yeah. Tell you the truth. I want to make news. Sure that, Fake news. Yeah, I hate that. I just want to make sure that you understand that I do the work. I look it up. I search for things. So um, yeah, so if you're interested in that for whatever reason, and mm -hmm. if you want to see pictures of Jen and Sharon and I, you can go there and see our beautiful faces uh, <laughs> and leave us a comment, please. We'd love to hear from you. So with that in mind, my love, happy yep. Thanksgiving. I happy hope you have a nice vacation go, 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 go. You and, too. and you can get over your burnout before you have to go back to work. Yeah, and, much needed, much needed yes. time off. Yeah, I hope so. And all everybody else, enjoy your time with your family. Yes. And friends and your food. Those are the three. And don't do any planning. Don't do any no. grading. Don't do anything. No, put it all away. Leave it in your put car. <laughs> Leave it yes. in the trunk of your car. Don't even take it out. Yeah. Uh-uh. That's our no. that's our that's our Thanksgiving holiday wish for you. No yeah. school work. No at work. All. Okay. All right, Jen. You have right. a good okay. one. You too. Bye. All right. Bye. Bye. You right there who's listening to us while you're grading papers, stop it. Yeah. What's stop it wrong right with now. you? <laughs> <laughs> Don't put it away. Yeah. I, I, I'm homework. I'm homework grading, shaming you. <laughs> <laughs>